what's up it's your host Tori and who is ready to be petty I'm here with a very special guest I've been I feel like waiting all day in anticipation for this Jenna from the date card podcast is here Jenna how are you I'm great thank you for having me Thanks for coming on. I was like so stoked when you reached out because I've been a fan of the pod for I feel like a year now. Yeah, yeah, it's wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, about a year ago, a lot of people came onto the the team. The scene. Yeah, yes, because yes. we were on uh, Chatty Broads with Becca and Jess. Yes, and like people were like, "Oh, okay, let's do this." <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. So, spoiler alert: I, I'm sure everyone knows because of your name, Date Card Podcast. Yes. But you and your friend Danica podcast about The Bachelor mm-hmm. and Bachelor related news. Mm-hmm. How did you? I know, I know. It's so it's tough out here for those <laughs> Bachelor fans. It's tough out here <laughs> in the Bachelor streets. Let me tell you that. I yeah. this is the saddest part about me. I feel like as a person. Before we talk more about what you do in your podcast. Tell me how sad you are. I love it. Okay. I don't think I've actually watched a Bachelor episode in like a a full season in probably like five years. And I still listen to (gasps) multiple Bachelor podcasts. I'm obsessed. (laughs) And I'm still up to date with all of the all of the drama all the drama see that makes me so fucking happy i hear about these people like you that exist out there who don't watch the show currently and no. still listen to podcasts and like, they still love it and i'm like and i believe it but it's like okay what and so i love that that it exists and that you said like you're you're up to date like you understand mm. what's going on in the drama that's awesome mm. <laughs> Yeah, and I heard about these people too when I still watch the show religiously. I feel mm-hmm. like literally the last season I fully watched was Becca Kufrin's season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kufrin. Yeah, Kufrin. Kufrin. I mean, who knows? <laughs> who knows, really? <laughs> and I'm like, that's impossible. How could you ever listen to a podcast about a show that you've never watched? And it's like, oh, I will listen to multiple. So. <laughs> <laughs> When did you get into The Bachelor? Well, so, yeah, I started watching it way back in the day, not from the very beginning, but there was another pilot before the tragic pilot Pete named Jake. (laughs) Yeah, named Jake Pilvelka. And um, I watched his season and was kind of caught in it because the breakup was so nasty and disgusting that I was kind of like, I'm this show. Okay. It's terrible and I hate it, but I'm going to be here for it. So I've been watching since then. And I started podcasting about it and making memes about it at the beginning of Becca Cooper's season, actually. Nice. Um, Cause I'd say about a year or two before that, there was like a lot of like podcasts out there from like comedians and like celebrities or, you know, whatever. And, you know, one of the ones I really loved at that time was Here to Make Friends. Mm-hmm. And, Me too. you know, yeah, it's so great. It was like this feminist lens. And I loved listening to it and feeling like I was talking to them. But I didn't always agree with everything they said. Um, and also just in general, I was like, I have opinions. You know, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a, like a woman watching this show. I'm a young, you know, I was probably around 30. You know, like I, I have thoughts and opinions. And I want to like just put them out there. 
didn't think anyone would listen or care. Um, <laughs> and I started the meme page as well at that time and quickly found out that making memes about the bachelor was apparently like my weird niche. Like yes. I'm good at that. Like it's yes. kind of scary. Um, and you know, the podcast started off really small. I was like, uh, circulating different guest hosts. And then eventually I ran into my friend. I met my friend Danica online with a, a different fandom. Um, and she found out I liked the bachelor and we started talking about, it. I was like, you should come over and just like record an episode with me. And it was just like love at first sight. Like the chemistry was perfect. And so we've been recording ever since then. That was probably like two and a half years ago. And since then it's just kind of, you know, grown into this beautiful, scary baby that it is. <laughs> and you're totally right about your talent for oh, making bachelor I, memes. <laughs> I was being really like you boastful at that, but thank you. <laughs> no, like it's legitimate. They're so <laughs> funny. If if anybody listening isn't following Date Card Pod yeah. on Insta, <laughs> you have to. <laughs> They're just so funny. And I feel like it's just so out of my wheelhouse. Like, I feel like I'm just funny in a different way. So I just really respect and appreciate those. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Yeah, it's in me making memes is a specific type of creativity, and mm -hmm. I can make them, I guess, in general, like other places. I'll try to make them here and there for like other pop culture, but for some reason, Bachelor version is like where it's at for me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and like I see your Twilight ones too. Yes, of course, <laughs> like, of course, yes. Our interests are just one circle. Okay, like, <laughs> I want to know because. Every time I meet a Bachelor fan, I have to, I feel like I have to ask them this question. Like, do you feel bad being a Bachelor fan? Oh, like, Lord, I know. Not to, like, open that can of worms, but, uh. like, <laughs> it's just, like, it's, it's really tough. It <laughs> it's is really tough. tough. Yeah, it is very tough. Um, yes and no. I think at times I was, like, afraid to tell people about it you know, and that's kind of why I started the podcast and started mm. getting into it with other people. Cause I was like, well, there is a community out here of people who are just like me, you know? Um, and like through the podcast and what we've done over the years with like, you know, calling out problematic behavior and stuff like that. You also find not only just people who like the show that are like feminists, but you also find fucking like, you know, a cab bachelor people. Like it's so fucking wild and I love it. And we are also part of the queer part of bachelor nation and it's just like really special so it, it has felt less like embarrassing because there's <laughs> yes. people who I'm having discourse with online who are like you know like abolish police but also I really liked what Mike Johnson did on The Bachelorette you know like I yes. just like I love that it can be the same we all have multitudes so I think mm -hmm. that that is great I do think the last, you know, two years have been rough and it has been hard. And today I was actually just explaining to a stranger who asked me about <laughs> The Bachelorette and they really shouldn't have. That was their fault. <laughs> but, you know, 20 minutes later, I'm like, well, and this is why we have an extra season this year. <laughs> yes. um, but like that's that story as to why we have an extra season this year is rooted in racism. Yeah. And that's like such an unfortunate reality and so to like tell it to somebody it's like 
oh, oh rough. You're like, okay, so first of all, they had their first black male lead <laughs> in 2021 <laughs> after 20 seasons. And they're like, excuse you? And I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah. it gets worse. Um, <laughs> no, but it gets way worse. <laughs> it gets way worse before it gets better. Um, and so, yeah, there's that. But I also feel like, you know, there's just so the content we consume is problematic everywhere. If you want to consume content in this world, it's really hard pressed to find something that isn't problematic. And, you know, I think in some ways the woke <laughs> bachelor nation fandom has done some good at changing yeah. the discourse on the show yeah. and yeah. around it. And so I think that's a good thing. So I'm kind yeah. of proud now in a way. I love that. Yeah. When you like really look at it that way, that's a really good point. Mm -hmm. I think like my first time thinking about The Bachelor in a different light was actually in one of my like interpersonal relationships class in university. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we actually looked at Jake and Vienna's breakup mm -hmm. when they're like on the bench arguing. Oh, so oh. like and we like my prof would like pause it and be like what it was displayed here and like yeah all of this like yeah just like looking at relationships um real relationships kind of yeah. play out in this way and mm -hmm. like I feel like a lot has changed since then I feel like a lot is like more manufactured or yeah. surface level like yeah. nowadays on The Bachelor but like mm -hmm. There is still some like real raw emotions. Like I, mm -hmm. I think of Katie and mm -hmm. Greg's breakup mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Oh. And to be able to like slow that down and look at it analytically is like fascinating to me. Yeah, and it's because it's it's a deep well of discourse online about that kind of stuff that I feel like maybe some other shows aren't having. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever yeah. to an extent. Like are people who are watching, you know. Actually, I don't know. I'm talking out my ass because I don't watch any of the shows. <laughs> so I don't know. But yeah, I feel like it's just, you know, it's more, you know, I, but see, that's also become a problem. There's that like famous reductress meme or whatever, like feminist turns off her brain for two hours to watch The Bachelorette, you know, but it's like, I can't even really turn my brain off anymore. I'm watching it and I'm like, oh, that's bad. Oh, that's bad. Oh, that's yeah. bad. You know, so it's been a weird relationship now also being a commenter on it you know yeah but yeah. I'm still finding some joy in it <laughs> yeah, <LOL. laughs> yeah and I do feel like it does trickle into like other tv shows like I've been getting into some bravo tv shows mm -hmm. and like there is discourse about mm -hmm. those happening that mm -hmm. I don't think would have happened a few years ago and stuff yeah. so I yeah. do think that bachelor nation is setting kind of an example that's mm -hmm. yeah that's nice yay <laughs> so today we're gonna talk about bachelor nation news mm -hmm. outside of the tv show like i yes. i love michelle and i truly wish that i could dedicate two hours of my week to to her because <laughs> she seems amazing she but is. i unfortunately am not watching but of course i want to like catch up on things that are happening mm -hmm. We're going to talk about Britney Spears because it's in a very exciting time in her life right now. It is. And then Harry Styles, which <laughs> I have so much to say. <laughs> I'm so excited for that segment because I don't know a ton about him. So I'm really excited. Oh, to think, but I have okay. opinions though, but like, let's do it. Okay. I love that. So the first thing I wanted to talk about was just Blake and Katie broke up. Are you <laughs> surprised by this breakup announcement? Listen, listen. 
Katie and Blake are both each other's third choice. Correct. Correct. So yes. no, I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I okay, I think the aspect that I'm surprised about it is that it happened this soon. Yes. Yeah. I, I really thought little... they were going to like stick it out for the press for like eight months. Yeah. At least. Yeah. It just like is almost like I feel like let down. I know that's really me, but I'm just like, we went through all of that for I this. Know, like, we I didn't know. even get like a cute, like red carpet moment. Like what the fuck? Yes, um, yes. He like visits you in San Diego once you went to Canada once and then it's done. And I yeah. just like, part of me um, thinks it's because Blake is trying to become the bachelor. I've never liked him from the beginning. I don't think he's a no. monster, but I've just never had a good feeling about him. And I feel like he's there for the quote unquote wrong reasons. And mm-hmm. I don't think he thought he would get as far as he did. Um, and that he, that he was hoping that he could become the bachelor. And, you know, there's some stupid rumors that he might become the next uh, a bachelor in a couple seasons, but I don't really think so, but I still think that's probably what he wanted. Yeah, I feel like he probably, yeah, like it was so clear that Katie was picking Greg and then he was like, oh shit, like it kind of happened to me. And I feel like that does sometimes happen Mm -hmm, for people. mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I've never liked him too. He gives me the creeps for some reason. Something about the eyes. Eyes. Too intense. And his beard is too pointy. I'm not trying to shit on people's facial hair, but I guess I am. I just (laughs) is like, it's a little much. It's angular. Yeah, it's like, I don't know if I would want to like, mm, no. No, and I feel like because I'm Canadian and (laughs) like he also I don't know why I laughed at that, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And there's so few Canadians on the show. And then he also was weirdly on my hometown college's hockey team. Uh And like my hometown is like 100,000 people, like very tiny like so it's just so random so I feel mm-hmm. like I have all these things that I should be rooting for him but he just gives me the ick yeah and I just really thought because Katie had such a vice grip on her season mm-hmm. of wanting it to be like the quintessential perfect bachelorette season that I'm so surprised that she wasn't like we need to stick this out for like the opportunities that being a couple in bachelor nation affords us. Yeah. That's surprising. Yeah. Considering since I think he's there for cloud, I'm kind of surprised. So there must've been something that so bad that happened. That's bad. And I don't really know. Maybe. I mean, truly. Yeah. I, there's, there's speculation that she might be dating this guy named John that went home like week yes, two, yes. you know? And I mean, at some point I'm starting to wonder, cause what we're going to talk about next is her, Katie's 12 yes. days of, 12 days of messy <laughs> yes. it's like I'm like what is going on it's not even Christmas yet um no well because of course no. what it is is, is <laughs> it's a reference to Taylor Swift's re-release of Red um which if you've been following my Instagram this week uh you'll know that I uh became a Swifty at the age of 36 <laughs> I'm obsessed I know I have been following it because I was like how have you avoided Taylor Swift for so long oh my god <laughs> it's amazing uh, it's pretty great so she's doing this thing where she's doing 12 days of 12 of the guys from the show from her season 
um, that a song is being associated to it and people are not happy about it. No, I think she thought that it was going to be like so cute and then it just like did not play well at all. And I feel like the cringiest thing, and I wrote this in the notes, is she made it a fucking highlight on Instagram. And I was like, I feel like when you do shit like this, it has to be like off the cuff and like just like a joke or like make it like meme out of it type thing. But it's like it's so planned that it just looks so cringy like it's, it's so, so cringe. cringe it is cringe content that didn't work right like some cringe content works so well yeah. and this one didn't and it is like ooh. now here's the thing I think it's a little sexist to have people being like all her men don't care about her anymore so she's just like wasting her time it's like dude like it's y'all they're all here for clout or whatever so like let's let's keep that part like to a minimum yeah but I do think it's just cringe. And I do think that she didn't didn't like think that this was that would like just... have so much blowback. Like oh I feel God. like she really thought she was getting like the upper hand. And <laughs> it just it does look petty. And usually I'm like super down for that, obviously, but I'm like, this is the wrong type of like Oh my god. Like really the wrong type of like attention that you were looking for and then like last night she made some story that's like asking for like like she tags taylor swift and like is referencing that she might like try to like hook up with other man from her season i'm like what is going on Uh, i know that was like i got sent that by friend of the pod courtney sent it to me and i was like i I, like, can't even read that. I'm, like, so confused. Stop taking Taylor Swift. Like, (laughs) you are a nobody in, like, the world of celebrity. Like, and I can't emphasize that enough. (laughs) I feel like when you're doing a joke like this or you have to have, like, build up Mm -hmm. to the, to, like, the Mm -hmm. real, like, Mm -hmm reveal and the first day was just Blake we are never (laughs) getting back together and I was like that should have been day 12 oh my god but you think I'm thinking you and I are probably on the same page day day 12 is actually gonna be Greg and it's gonna be all too well and I and I do think you're probably right on that and I I again I see what she's doing yeah, just doing. And here's the thing: I was a big uh fuck Greg, and I still am. Um, Me so too. like that might be like the only one I'm like, yeah, no, good. Like he like was gaslighting. That actually you. makes like, sense. Yeah, that one yes. works, and so yeah. like, I'm gonna give her a pass on that one. Um, but I what I foresee it is backfiring more, of course, because people are pissed, and so yeah. I just think it's just gonna reignite the thing because she got a lot of flack for that, which is I think was unfair. Like he yeah, need to her. Totally. I feel like a lot of people have softened on Greg, which also pisses me off. Cause like I get it. He's fucking hot. I know. I saw him out in New York, like not IRL, but like on Instagram. Yeah. And I like it was just like a candid shot. And I was like, literally, fuck my life. Like I would let you ruin me. Yeah. Yeah. Damn it. I hate it so much. I hate it so much. I feel like Yeah, I feel like I just need to sit with that for a minute. Mm-hmm. Okay, another cringe thing that I wanted to talk about happening on Instagram right now is 
Josh doing? <laughs> Jenna's gonna do a full spit take here. I almost did, Lord. <laughs> like Josh is doing cryptocurrency <laughs> like sales question mark on his Instagram. It's just like you couldn't have picked a more like stereotypical route for him to go down. <laughs> yeah, I was like. So it's funny, I I didn't see this live, you know, like when it like happened or whatever. And so when I saw that note, I was like, well, fuck Tori for making me think <laughs> think about fucking Josh Murray again. I was really trying to not think about him. And I went to his page and it turns out I'm not following him, which is really weird because I follow everybody, whether you're good or bad. Um, <laughs> except for Chris Harrison. I did, I did make a hard rule about not following him. Nice. Um, and... Yeah, I mean, color me not shocked at <laughs> all. Fuck me up. What a absolute loser. Tool loser. Yeah, yes. like I can't. And he's so cringe as well. Apparently, he had a podcast when I looked through his pages. There was a podcast that's not. I don't think it's in service anymore. No. And it was like called Getting Naked with Josh. I'm like, absolutely, no one wants to do that. <laughs> um, no, thank you. And then I saw him doing an ad for Zaxby's. <laughs> For what? Zaxby's, it's like a fast food chain or something. Oh, no. In the Midwest, I think. I'm oh, not no. Sure. He's oh, doing yeah. a hashtag ad. He had to put hashtag ad because it was a hashtag ad for chicken wings. And <laughs> it just made me think about his ex, Amanda Stanton. You yeah. know, at the beginning of the pandemic when everything went to hell and everyone thought it was going to be for like three weeks, right? And then like about th- month three into it, everyone's like, oh, God. All the influencers started freaking out. And Amanda Stanton is one of the biggest influencers out there, right? And so she started doing commercials for cereal. And I was like, oh, shit, our economy is crashing. <laughs> like, that's not good. <laughs> Amanda Stanton's doing ads for cereal but i expect josh murray to be doing ads for zaxby's chicken wings so that makes sense to me so funny yeah it's so sad i also really hate amanda stan yeah she's pretty insufferable (laughs) so insufferable when they were dating on bachelor in paradise that was i feel like that was my last straw yeah like i literally was like this is i can't do it anymore like (laughs) Like, this is it. <laughs> like, like, that's amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was so toxic. And, like, but she ha- she loves toxic men. Yeah, oh, yeah. Is she still, like, engaged to kind of, like, a... A, a nobody. A pleb, yeah. A yeah, I think... Civilian. I don't even remember. Like, there was one really horrible guy that she had, like, this, like, like domestic violence charge, like, oh. issue Oh, with. right. That she had a domestic yes, violence charge, which right. was, like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. And then now she's with a different guy. He looks... Okay. Looks kind of better, but he's yeah. at least hotter. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, thank you so much for making me think about that, those people. <laughs> it really brought me down a, a fucking thing. Oh, like, God. Couldn't, just couldn't have brought the mood down any lower. I mean, to be petty, I'm just kind of surprised that not more Bachelor men are doing crypto sales, to be honest. Matt James famously was, like, the first one to do it, and good for him. Yes, like, that, for me, I'm did, okay with that, but, like. He did, like, some NFT stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just the finance bros just doing their thing i'll stay out of it (laughs) yeah i know it's not for us pretty girls over here (laughs) no exactly okay this was also like just talking about desperado moves 
Pilot Pete's book. Yes. So, like, Tyler Cameron gets uh, basically like a tell-all. Hannah Brown gets a tell-all. Maddie. Yeah, Maddie Pruitt. Mm -hmm. Even, like, many people that have come before them. Mm Mm-hmm. In what I reference, like the golden age of Bachelor Nation, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and he gets a children's book, Mm -hmm. and like it's so sad. I saw like the book launch pictures. I don't think there was a kid there. No, it was all like a drunken fucking (laughs) show with like half half of the B class of Bachelor Nation. Like there's some A class there too, but like. It was weird, and I guess I respect him going with it anyway, because you fucking have to, but, like, oh, my God. So, like, my little, like, fun thing I like to bring up when everyone's talking about this. So, I love that you brought that up. Like, everyone else is getting tell-alls obsessed. The fact that he's not getting one, oh, my God, that's so fucking juicy. I know. so good. No one wants it, sir. I know. Oh, oh, my God. I'll go to sleep happy tonight knowing that he doesn't get the chance to write like a novel. It's so beautiful. So he's writing this children's book. And so my little fun thing is like you go to like click on the publisher that's tagged on the photo for like whatever. And it goes to this really tiny children's Instagram page or in children's books publisher Instagram page called like blue balloon books or something and it's like really tiny I like literally a grandma is probably running the social media it's so <laughs> horrific and then I'm like I do a little more research because I'm just like this is embarrassing like he's not even with like a regular publisher right and then I do a little more research and I find out this is like a, a, a sister company or like owned by a larger book publisher I go to that page and it's called like ballast books and mm-hmm. it's a like conservative Oh, publisher that like publishes nothing but like um autobiographies from like people who went to the wars and like conservative like republican like politicians and like the page is like gross it's very like just so patriotic to the point of like oh my god there's like photos of trump on it it's like disgusting and i just like that to me is even more like tasty that he like couldn't even get his shitty children's book into like a a real his fucking republican crazy mother had to get him this through this like republican conservative publishing like house and i just think that's so funny to me i know i know because barb is probably like loving it but it is it's so embarrassing and it just seems like such a cash grab obviously and like I feel like my favorite thing on this podcast is is chirping celebrities for doing things that I would completely do (laughs) yes given the chance thank you yes good point and true yes like I would love to write a children's book like if given the chance but like it just seems like such a slap in the face especially with like his two exes, Maddie and Hannah Brown, mm-hmm. getting like full, mm-hmm. proper mm-hmm. publishing deals. Have you read any Bachelor Nation books? It's so funny. No, I read the one that was written by Amy Kaufman, which is oh, just yeah. like a reporter. And she mm-hmm. wrote one called Bachelor Nation and it's good. And I loved it. Um, 
I just like don't read books unless it's Twilight. So I just have like a thing <laughs> about that. No, yeah. I I really need to. I get just like I really sucked into fucking podcasts. And I know I can listen same. to audiobooks, but I just it's not the same. Yeah, I literally had this discussion with friends last night over dinner. <laughs> like, it's not just not the same. Yeah, so I do want to read. Um, I do actually. So I do have Mike Johnson's book, and I have read most of it. It's actually really cute. It's just like really positive and sweet, and like affirmations, yeah. and like really nice. And Mike Johnson's killing it. I've always wanted him to be the Bachelor, obviously, but I think mm-hmm. he's actually better than the Bachelor. Yeah. So good for him. Um, but yeah, I would like to read some of them. I think I would like to read like Andy's or, um, cause she talks shit about Nick Vial, which I'm yes. here for. Yeah. Um, I think if like, yeah, I would, lo- I kind of would love, well, and I, and I very much plan on reading Rachel Lindsay's book coming out soon, but mm-hmm. I, uh, my friend Ash talks batch, um, which is an account mm-hmm. everyone should follow has reminded yes. us that she's, um, trying to not be attached to that donation as much anymore. So I wouldn't really call it a bachelor book, but I definitely want, I definitely want to read it. And yeah. I might read Hannah's to be honest. I saw some really good, uh, gossip today about it that came out on Reddit. Somebody got an early copy of the book and it definitely it's, there's some juice in there. Good. Okay. I have a weird, like, soft spot for hannah yeah and i know i shouldn't i mean it's it's complicated (laughs) it's very complicated but like i weirdly do Mm -hmm. i may try to read her book Mm -hmm. as well and definitely rachel Lindsay's because i loved her season yes and i love what she's doing after she's one of the people that have really yeah like done well and has moved on in like such a good way from yeah yeah like talks about things that she's like um invested it in you know and like yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so that's like a really good example but from hannah's book there was a tidbit that also came out that she slept with peter during when his season was airing yeah. what did you think of that oh my god i loved it so much again i said that on the instagram i said y'all i'm not here to promote her for various reasons but i also do think that she deserves to be able to tell her story um, just like anyone else, you know, and in fact, she might surprise us with discourse about her um, using the N-word online. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's whatever. Um, no one has to read it, but I love the mess. Oh, my God. I know. So she fucking tells us that she slept with Peter after he broke up with Hannah Ann um, and the show was literally airing. So they broke up like right away, basically, and uh, him and Hannah Ann. And then within that month, she sees him at a party and they go back to his house his parents house where he was living an adult man yeah and then they uh end up having sex that night and she in, says in his car good. right no in the house in the oh house, okay in okay the that's house. less hot yeah and <laughs> i found out sad. today <laughs> like, when i found out more information online today was that like he was like kind of rude they like talked for a while and then he like went to his bedroom and left her to talk to his mother and she was talking to Barb for like hours, drunk probably. And then eventually Pete texts her and is like, hey, come to my room and cuddle. And then they have sex and it was bad. <laughs> hey, that literally sounds like, okay, like I just feel like this is so classic mm-hmm. of the type of person that Peter is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like that is just so fucking classic. And like, I just don't get guys adult 
well, any adult who lives with their parents that like doesn't have financial need to like Peter, you're doing fucking well. Mm -hmm. And like now he lives in New York, but Mm -hmm. like with Dustin, but like Mm -hmm. you were old. Like straight up, but I can I can so see him do that. Like mm-hmm. I, and of course Barb is totally fine to just chit chat with Hannah in like the kitchen. Yeah, and, and apparently she talks shit about some of his other like girlfriends or whatever. So I'm like, oh, I love this. So I want I want to I want to maybe read that for that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I love I'm it. I'm like I'm not surprised because of like her coming on at the beginning of this Mm -hmm. season like they Mm -hmm. obviously had a lot of like unresolved Mm -hmm. feelings for each other but I the one thing I am surprised about Peter is like how he could just get so many girls in January 2019 was that I don't know just like that's wild to me because like Hannah and I hate her also yeah Maddie Kelly yeah, I don't I don't think I like any of them. When you post on your Instagram, Hannah and on the golf cart. Like I literally like every single time I fucking die. Why was Hannah Ann on the set of Claire and Tasha's season? We'll fucking never know. We'll never know and it like kills me to this day, but yeah, I just like I don't get his charm. He just pisses me off so much. Basically, I think there's like a puppy dog element to it. I don't. I'm like, okay, whatever, because he doesn't seem on surface as like a fuck fuck boy. So like, I think yeah, but he maybe so trick people. Is. But he so is. But I think it just tricks people somehow, and I don't understand. <laughs> so when he when that information was released, he immediately went on a podcast. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. Game of game of roses right uh no he did his own he has his oh, own okay. but he went on yeah. the instagram of game of roses to say like hey i'm gonna do my podcast tonight i found oh, okay. out i was i was like against this i was like see he's just doing this for clout like fuck him right but apparently somebody people messaged me and said he was like pretty nice about it and was like complimenting hannah yes. and, and then like yeah. said that like it like cooperated it he was like no it's it's true yeah and like didn't try to like slut shame her at all which i really expected him to do so I guess good on him. Yeah, that is. I feel like that's growth because I feel like he like shit on Kelly. Yeah, yeah, their he breakup. Did. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah, yeah. So great. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, moving from like my most hated Bachelor contestant until to my least hated Tyler Cameron. <laughs> Released like the most scandalous <laughs> photos, like basically like full peen. <laughs> <laughs> like, like we saw the full the full monty um yeah yeah he's is some weird like photo shoot for this man magazine called the man i'm not sure yes, that I'm kills me i can't that kills me i was I, like i feel like is this a gay like for gay men because right? I mean, like <laughs> Who's the audience of Dumb Man? <laughs> and you know what? That's, you know, what I learned, if I learned nothing this summer was that Kenny Brach or whatever his name is, um, can make working for gay modeling things work for you. He has a long history of modeling for gay uh, 
magazines and yeah. photo sites and things like that. Um, so good for him. And I love that for Taylor or Tyler. Um, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, it was just like funny to me. Cause the whole photo shoot was like, he has a fucking bucket. And it's like, I'm like, are we doing the ice bucket challenge? I don't know. He's like dumping yes. it on him. He looks like a fucking fool. There's one photo. He's like wearing the bucket as a hat. I was like, yeah. I, okay, we've gone to a weird timeline. And then <laughs> the last scandalous photo is just, yeah. Like he's wearing these whitey tighties and they're wet from the water and, you see so much of this man's foreskin. I know. <laughs> oh my god. It's it's all foreskin. <laughs> so oh my god. I'm gonna have to like edit down the volume of my laugh. Like I'm dying. I'm literally I feel like I'm blushing. <laughs> like, like, Thank God this is audio only. Oh my God. Oh my God. Jenna almost did another spit take. We're like there. zero for two, but I'm waiting for it. I really I can't ruin this laptop. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck me up. Uh, it's so good, y'all. If you want to check it out, go to Descartes Pod on Instagram. I posted a <laughs> yeah. meme about it. Um, that's all you need to know. It's just, you know. Even if you've never watched The Bachelor, it's an important photo for history. yes absolutely I just like okay then we can like swiftly move on but like I just like I can't believe the fucking hold that this man has on the internet and myself like the way that I clicked through that Instagram like carousel at the speed was like I've never moved quicker (laughs) like I'm proud oh of you. God. Happy for you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh. Okay, last bachelor thing. Maybe more of a somber note. Um, <coughs> Brendan and Piper, <laughs> they were like kind of rumored to have been broken up after mm-hmm. their like absolutely chaotic appearance on Bachelor in Paradise. Mm-hmm. But then they confirmed this week on Instagram that they're dating. What do you think of that? I mean I'm not surprised and I guess it's fine um (laughs) if we had to have gone through that whole thing and yeah you know traumatized a lot of you know people of color watching that um Mm. then I guess I'm glad it worked out (laughs) yeah um you know yeah oh it's 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 just so messy but I think the producers were trying to, um, I think, okay, I think the whole thing was messy. And I think Brandon, he's the one that really, like, fucked up, you know? And Piper had her role in it. But I also think a lot of people on the beach probably talk about follower count and, like, all these different things. I know for a fact it happens. Yes, and, absolutely. Um, they just chose to show her kind of talking in that light. And I think that was retaliation for her standing up against Chris Harrison being a racist um earlier in the year and so I just have like complicated feelings about it so you know and and the thing is ultimately like no matter how shitty it all was like both of them got like death threats and shit and that's like not cool and um you know if it works out I guess it works out but mm, I mean I I think it's hilarious they waited I know what they did is so obvious to me they definitely played it up like they broke up I don't think they ever broke up right 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 well that was like another part of 
it like another layer is they were seen mm-hmm. i think mm-hmm. they like live in boston or something like that or yeah. in i don't know the northeast mm-hmm. um and they were literally seen all the time eating at restaurants and stuff when the season was airing so yeah. it was just like it was so poorly done we we've all discussed this but I was like a tiny bit sad that they had broken up because I was like, this really like ruined your life. Mm-hmm. So nothing, yeah, yeah, like all of this for like for nothing. So, um, I hope they they've like learned to, a lesson from this and like they can have each other. Like as far as I'm concerned, mm-hmm. he's still like down like a hundred thousand followers and stuff. So. Um, which is crazy because if you would have asked me during Tasha's season, I was like, he's going to be like one of those 1 million like Instagram follower type guys, like following in Tyler Cameron's footsteps, yeah, all yeah. of this. And then just like nothing, the biggest crash and burn. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and yeah. I mean, and it makes you think like maybe Tyler was smart, not going on paradise you know absolutely yeah mm-hmm. yeah sometimes it's like the overexposure like yeah. and or it like gets to your head and yeah. that like is clearly what happened to them mm-hmm. but obviously the impact on Natasha and mm-hmm. the viewers and stuff like that is just like it's not fun it's not good. yes like <laughs> there's no words to like I don't know to describe yeah. it but yeah, yeah interesting but yeah in- hot take that they were still together this whole time I was like oh maybe they had like kind of a following falling out while this aired and they just couldn't stick it together but then they reunited but you're probably right they were probably together this whole time yeah yeah I'm sure they had a conversation <laughs> the way yeah. he was talking to people or like how it messed everything up for them you know but I think they stayed together the whole time so I also when you said Piper you think that she had less to do with it I also really noticed on TikTok that she has become a really good friends with or like continued to be mm-hmm. friends with a lot of the Bachelor contestants like from Matt James's season yeah. mm-hmm. in New York obviously yeah um so it like that makes me feel like right it wasn't like, like- yeah she she she's still friends with people yeah. so, like people still like so like yeah. there's obviously good redeeming good. <laughs> yes for redeeming sure and, and I guess maybe in him as well because I think you know people wouldn't allow her to date him I guess you know if they were friends yeah. with her they'd be like girl yeah. let's not do this you know yeah red flags and stuff yeah. like that yeah absolutely mm-hmm. yeah that's a good point well yeah. we'll see we'll see mm-hmm. what happens next okay moving right along huge week for Britney Spears she was released of her conservatorship as everyone knows Mm -hmm. you were at the court hearings in LA yeah yeah I was outside uh sadly didn't get to go to inside to actually be in the court um but yeah I flew down to LA for it um it was like I've been a part of it since like day one of like the newer version of it that came out in 2019 hashtag free Britney you know if once you get into it you realize that a lot of people have been advocating for her on you know smaller levels because no one would listen to them for years people have been aware that she was in the conservatorship and it was not good for a while but you know in 2019 a 
voicemail was leaked on a podcast, Britney's Graham, and it all just kind of exploded from there. And that's how I found out about it. And so I've been kind of just like consuming and participating in the movement for, since then. And it really like took, it really like sped up and got big in the last year. And, um, you know, we all knew more or less that Friday, November 12th would be the, the hearing that would, you know, terminate the conservatorship. And I, I was like, I just got to go for this. This is such a like momentous moment. So I flew down to LA. <laughs> it was That's so much fun. It was amazing. I like, can't even imagine what it would be like to be there. Yeah. It was really beautiful in like so many ways. Like even on a smaller level, personal level, just like I felt like I had gained like parasocial relationships with some of these activists. And so just to like be there and see them and talk to some of them was just like so cool. And then, you know, just to also be there. I mean, like it's 13 years that she'd yeah. been in this and to have that day happen. And what's really, really unfortunate is that the hearing took like 30, 40 minutes tops. 13 Wild. years and they were just in and out. out the judge was like yeah let's cancel this and the judge gave us what we finally wanted to know for like official we knew this for a long time but the, it was more or less fraudulent I mean it was fraudulent yeah. but it was fraudulent in the sense that they never filed a capacity report that actually gave a diagnosis that would uh make a probate conservatorship that she specifically was on valid and she like acknowledged that so that was like kind of wild but that just makes it more bittersweet because you're just like so all of this because it was not even real like what the fuck do you think like this that she'll because I bet she just maybe doesn't even want anything to do with it but do you think she'll sue her dad and the company and like (laughs) like the people that concocted this this whole thing and it's hard to say I think it kind of changes day to day on whether I think it'll go through or not her new lawyer that she got um Matt Rosengard has been doing a lot of work to try to depose and get evidence from her father and from Tristar Sports and Entertainment who were involved in it from the beginning. They claim otherwise, but they were, and they have been refusing to give documents over. And the lawyer said that on Friday and it was amazing. So that was another like slap to the face. Like y'all have been like literally refusing my deposition requests. So, I mean, Brittany wants to, but he definitely said in his like, his little like press release or whatever, his hearing was like, if my client wants to, we will pursue it. So I don't, I'm not sure where it is, but Brittany, you want to speak about petty. Yeah. Brittany Spears has been so petty this week and I'm here for it. Same. She like, I'm guessing finally has full control of her Mm -hmm. Instagram account. Yeah. Yeah. Like her and Sam, her fiance were wearing free Brittany t-shirts. She's Mm -hmm. acknowledging the free Brittany movement a lot Mm -hmm. more openly and directly mm-hmm. but she has called out so like the one that I saw specifically was Christina Aguilera <laughs> which like is really interesting because obviously they've had like an on and off feud mm-hmm. but Christina on Twitter has has openly spoken about um mm-hmm. the free Britney movement but it seems like Britney was calling out calling her out for being like maybe performative yeah, and I agree. 
Yeah. Um, here's the thing. Ultimately, and his, this was all like a lot also in Bachelor Nation during the election. I got very mad when people would make very performative, basic ass statements. And, and it was clearly because they were pressured. Literally, I had firsthand experience of that because I was doing the pressuring. I yes, was in all of the like <laughs> yeah. question boxes on yes, Instagram. Exactly. Yep, I was yep. like, can you speak on this? Can you speak on this? I was adding people. I was like, yeah. So I like literally do know how that kind of pressure about something so fucking like intense that you would cave and make a statement. Her statement in on Twitter wasn't that fucking revolutionary. No, it was good. And I'm glad she said it. And it did bring um, some credibility to the movement at a time yes. when we needed it. But, but also, but not really. That's the thing. She did it yeah. after the June 23rd hearing where Brittany finally spoke. Yes. So like, so it was, it is performative. I think it's performative. Yeah. I think it's still good. Some performative stuff is okay. But like for her to then follow it up with this most recent red carpet where she just like refused to talk about Brittany and was like, I'm happy for her. It was like, fuck you, bitch. Yeah. So I think Brittany knows more than we will ever know about her relationship with celebrity peers in her life. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm here for it. I mean, I think it, the thing is Brittany is new to the internet in some ways, and I think she might not realize to some extent that the power in which she wields and like yes. people are going to come for Christina, but like at the same time, like Christina could have stood up for her more. Yeah, that's true. And, um, the creator or like director or something like that, someone who was involved with the Netflix mm -hmm. documentary came mm -hmm. out on Twitter today and said like, uh, we asked a bunch of celebs, probably people like Christina Aguilera, mm -hmm. um, to speak in the documentary, and everyone declined really quickly, yeah. even after they specified that it was going to fully be on the conservatorship, not about Britney, mm -hmm. like personally or anything, mm -hmm. which I think was a direct kind of um, comment on the mm -hmm. Christina thing. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I, it's. It's such an interesting thing that she mentions that it was like an unspoken yeah. thing happening in Hollywood. Kind of, it kind of reminded me of Harvey Weinstein, like mm -hmm. how like everyone knew everyone mm -hmm. now that we know. We saw stand up jokes about it and mm -hmm. tweets and blah blah blah, like all this stuff. But a ton of people don't talk about it, you know. I, I know, just, and we are big fans of Behind the Blinds. Um, yeah, beyond, yeah, beyond, beyond the blinds. Sorry, um, and they did an episode on like Jennifer Lawrence, and I fucking loved it. Oh my god! But you know, they were talking about just like you know, she knew about Harvey and all of the shit that was happening. Very obviously, you can speculate whether she was potentially a Harvey girl or not as well. But like, she clearly under like everyone in Hollywood knew what was going on. And the fact that she didn't speak up on it speaks volumes, you know, and then it's so it's just and I, and I understand if people are like also victims of abuse, because a lot of musicians are also victim of like shitty managers and things mm -hmm. like that. Lou Taylor has a lot of fucking ties in Hollywood, obviously. Yeah. Um, so I get it. And so for the longest time, I actually totally understood that no one was talking about it. But then like once Britney herself fucking says it on an audio like y'all need to come correct and like speak up on her behalf or at least say just something yeah and so yes that is what christina did good but like 
it's I don't know I I I just imagine Brittany knows more about that and so I'm gonna trust her on that one but yeah it's really sad that a lot of people didn't a lot of people who are going through their own you know I don't know it's just brutal well because what it speaks to is how strong the narrative was that Brittany was unwell yeah that was so beyond hammered into our minds my minds your minds everybody's minds yeah um for so many years and even as I went on my own feminist woke journey over the last eight ten years until the free movement I didn't think about it I think didn't think twice about how I thought she was crazy for shaving her head until hearing about it and then going like whoa 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 of course she's not fucking crazy for sharing what do we what like we just fucking put this person in a fucking conservatorship because she shaved her head like it's it's just like wild and so I just speaks to like I think a lot of celebrities probably also didn't know like they saw her acting unwell because the conservatorship was making her unwell they were putting her on lithium and (laughs) drugging her and making her look weird because they wouldn't let her talk to anybody so I sometimes also think that some celebrities didn't speak up because they just were like, I mean, maybe she needs it. I don't know. Yeah, yeah that's true. And so I, I liked Lady Gaga's statement. Um, Brittany also thanked mm-hmm. her for this, but she just said that this is sparking more conversations about mm-hmm. women in mm-hmm. um, like pop music and in mm-hmm. celebrity culture and stuff. And it's like, Christina could have spoken to that like because yeah. I'm sure yeah. she's had similar blowback obviously yeah. with like her dirty era and stuff like yeah. that mm-hmm. lots of sexism slut shaming like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all of that so mm-hmm. yeah it's really interesting and I'm I'm excited to see who Britney like comes for next to be honest <laughs> I know, everyone's like, like oh seriously it's good and just I just want to um ask for people that don't know but you mentioned Lou Taylor do you Mm want to speak to who that is for a second just in case (laughs) people don't know yeah because it it is kind of newer stuff to some people who are on the outside Lou Taylor is the owner of a company called TriStar and she's a business manager for entertainment and sports uh, celebrities and she she was integral. She's very religious also. She, um, her and her husband like have ties to churches that are tied to um, conversion therapy programs. They're very, very um, religious. And the father kind of got wrapped up in that back in 2007 and eight when everything was happening. Britney Spears had no contact with her parents for a lot of that those years because they were being abusive. And Lou Taylor was just really integral. And this is according to Britney's mother in a book in helping James Spears plan the 5150 holds um, and getting her into a conservatorship. And she then after within the year of it starting, she became Britney's business manager, which is just like weird. And then has made millions and millions, $600 million at this point. There's one thing we we, are, we feel it. She has siphoned um, and it's just really sad. And <laughs> she has a bunch of other companies. She like has in different names. They're all going to tie to the same address. If you want to know more about Lou Taylor, I suggest going on YouTube and typing in a, um, a, a page called That Surprise Witness. 
And she has like probably like 50 videos on Lou Taylor and all of the different court filings. And it's pretty amazing. But Lou Taylor is, is evil. Like, I mean, she's evil on so many levels, but like mm-hmm. Britney's fans were making posts about her and she was trying to sue those fans to, for defamation. And she's using Britney's money to do that. It's just like, and it, that got confirmed because the lawyer has asked for that specific information in the documents. Yeah. He's like, I need uh your you know the documents for when you used money for lawsuits not pertaining to my client like holy shit (laughs) okay correct me if i'm wrong but isn't lou taylor like also travis scott's manager yep yeah one of his probably many um yes yeah and um the company tristar did get uh mentioned in one of the new lawsuits regarding astroworld so okay interesting (laughs) oh this is just it's it's so sad, but I'm going to check out that YouTube channel because I feel mm-hmm. like I need to read up on my yeah. uh, Lou Taylor. <laughs> like, not even conspiracy, just I know, and it, for so long it seemed like that, but now it's, like, really connecting. It's just really yeah. fun. And, like, the fact that they're refusing to give documents is just, like, a huge sign of, like, you know, foul play. So Interesting. Well, Brittany, all the best. Saw she yes. was shopping at Target. I'm like, oh, I can get that like target decor. Buy as many candles as you want. Yes, yes, (laughs) yes. Uh, The next thing that we wanted to talk about was Harry Styles has come out with a nail polish line uh, called Please. No, Pleasing. Pleasing. I think I wrote pleased in our notes, but (laughs) it's called Pleasing. It's mainly like nail polish. The nail polish looks fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also, his line included a lip oil and an under eye cream, which I've seen some TikTok breakdowns are like pretty basic bitch, like, mm-hmm. like products yeah. in terms of the ingredients and like your, your money. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you think about pleasing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, is this the new thing we're doing where we're like making titles of things with ing like pleasing? It's like, yeah, because I know like online we're always like we're shitting and farting, right? Like that's the new like, thing. Like, is this, I mean, is we're that, screaming like, and crying. Yeah, the new like concept, and like I think it is. I can't. I mean, no one's told me otherwise. So I feel like yeah. that's probably what he's doing. Um, so I guess good on him for being on the cutting edge of uh gen z um (laughs) yeah i like i looked up a little bit the other day it's like it is pleasing to the eye i suppose no the yeah the aesthetic is pretty good so far um upon a little more research it looks like he's trying to like also make it like you know good for the planet the boxing is all like compostable yeah the products don't have like a bunch of negative things in them um and I guess it seems on brand. <laughs> All good points. Yeah, I I should say also that like the products were like ethically sourced and yeah. all of those things. Yeah. I so I love Harry Styles. I'm not mm-hmm. like die hard One Direction or Harry Styles, but mm-hmm. like I obviously like his music. I've mm-hmm. followed him since his One D days. Um. I think he's doing a lot of great things um, talking about the things he talks about. Um. Does, he, does he even talk much? He just looks pretty. 
The man looks that's pretty. Good. That's a good point. I was like, what does he talk about when no, I really it, think it about has, it? I mean, un, whether it was intentional or not, he has been the topic of Candace Owens for a couple of years um, <laughs> regarding how he's Dressing. destroying the um, modern man or whatever. Yeah, masculinity. Um, <laughs> and, and I, but I like that. I do think he's had like good, uh, you know, discourse about that. So like, yes, good on him yes. for that. Yes. yes, he he has brought up a lot of um, conversations about how men should dress mm-hmm. and why clothes are gendered and like all of that stuff. So I think that's what I mean when I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. these are great conversations to have. Mm-hmm. Um, he is an avid nail polish wearer. Mm-hmm. So it like fits seamlessly into his brand. And he, like, specifically said this is not, like, for a specific gender. Mm-hmm. You can buy it regardless of your gender if you mm-hmm. want to wear nail polish, which I think is great. I think I'm just, like, and I don't know why I feel shady about this. I don't know if I've actually seen a lot of negative press about this. But, mm-hmm. like, I just think that it kind of seems cash grabby, which it's mm-hmm. like also like what fucking isn't cash grabby I know, nowadays. Right? So it's like, yeah. how can I say that about him? But like no one else. <laughs> and like, but then I also just think, I think he thinks it's intentionally for people of all genders, but I think it's just going to be bought by women <laughs> because yeah. I feel like that's just like his audience is like 99% women and like the, I'm making huge assumptions <laughs> but like I see all of the like tour pictures and I'm like <laughs> I just yeah. like and I don't want to assume anyone's gender just by looking at a picture but mm-hmm. I'm like I don't know I just feel like this is kind of I just, I just kind of feel salty about it still that yeah. it's just like a, a it just feels weird still like kind of a guy marketing beauty products to women, to young women. Yeah, yeah. That I'm just kind of like, Ugh, I don't know. I could pass on this. Well, because I also feel like there isn't like a ton of like info about what it is. I watched a YouTube video from like a, um, a, a blogger that does like breakdowns of products. Mm-hmm. And she was like really concerned too. She's just like, there's like a short list of ingredients like what's really in it is Harry Styles really a skincare person like and she made this really interesting point that I loved like clothing lines you can take off makeup you can wash off from celebrities skincare is supposed to do something to your skin and so it's unhealth it's dangerous to potentially be putting out lines that are not good for you and, and Kylie has been suspect of this for a while of course yeah. and a lot of bad reviews about her products and things any good reviews are probably often bought and paid for and so it's kind of interesting to me for sure like what is what is he really doing is he is it really like good for your skin the nail yeah. polish I'm like good like nail polish and it feels like they just they probably were in a meeting they're like well we have to do a couple other things you can't just fucking sell nail polish airy right <laughs> <laughs> so I, it's kind of odd to me a little bit and like the promotion rollout is also illustrated he's like did one photo for it like on his own instagram that i've seen yeah and it's not even a close-up of his face it's just like him looking he just looks good yes 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 i know so yeah i kind of agree like it's a little suspect because i'm like he's not even really promoting this in the way that like kylie does which is problematic in her own right because her photos are clearly doctored and like photoshopped and she's like this face wash is gonna make your could face look like mine uh no no, no. yeah <laughs> absolutely not, not. 
yeah that's a good point and i was seeing like a few comments on the internet being like when celebs like need money or want to do like <laughs> some kind of quick scheme like get rich scheme they do like a beauty line and i just mm-hmm. think of like selena's new beauty line mm. millie bobby brown's beauty line mm-hmm. just like i could name like fucking addison ray's beauty line like mm. literally so many people have mm. beauty lines now mm-hmm. and i'm just like it seems like a crowded space to be in. I yeah. I don't know yeah. why people particularly do that, but well, I sent you that TikTok, right? It was so yes, funny. yes, oh yes. Oh my god, it is it's this person pretending to be Harry Styles's um, publicist, and they're just mm-hmm. like talking to him. And he's like, so like you know, I think we could just like be more gay. Like honestly, just like <laughs> yeah. more gay. Like I don't think you could be too gay online. So just like keep that in mind. Also, like how flexible are your pronouns? <laughs> um. So yeah. Anyway, so I think we should also do all these things. And I just like loved it because it's so uh, spot on. <laughs> I do think he's whether it's like intentional or not he's grasping onto this like um, community yeah of like gender or sexuality fluidness yeah that I guess is good yeah but would somebody maybe potentially say it's queer baiting yeah maybe I don't know that's like a hard thing for me as a straight person to like comment on but it is like I have been thinking, like, if you're not, like, you also don't have to be out. Like, no. but I don't know. But it's, like, weird mm-hmm. that this is the direction that he's gone in. And I really hope that it's authentic is just what I'm trying to say. Like, I really right. hope that it yeah. is, like, when he has people literally come out at his shows, when mm-hmm. he has... Mm-hmm like his pride flags Mm -hmm. up on his Mm -hmm. on the stage right and like all of this stuff like I just I hope it's authentic to him Mm -hmm. is just what I want to say I really hope that it the cynic in me Mm -hmm. is cynic a word yeah yes okay perfect the cynic is in me is like this was like maybe like an untapped market yeah and he like is is doing this for like capitalistic reasons but then like i've listened to the um beyond the blinds podcast too where they've talked about like extensive history of potentially harry being bisexual like yeah he hasn't come out on it and honestly so like we're not gonna say that that's the case but i'm like there's enough like ambiguity in his history um that i'm like is he just kind of leaning into it without leaning into it much like taylor swift as i'm learning um the the you know the discourse around her potentially being bi is also an interesting one and it's like in some ways so like clearly she's not coming out whether she is or not but like she is leaning into it absolutely and i think the the debate as a queer person myself like the debate of queer baiting is very uh, hard and i don't know the right answers but i do sometimes ultimately land on the more if you if you as a young queer person feel accepted by somebody you idolize because the community they're making a community that feels safe for you then I think that's good so if Taylor and Harry and Billie Eilish make young queer you know youth feel safe yeah then I think that is a positive and even if it makes them lots of money that's (laughs) fine because they're going to be making money regardless so let's have them make money in a way that makes queer youth feel safe yes I love that. Yeah. That is such a good point. And you're right. That is like what Harry has been doing. And mm-hmm. you're right. There is like 
many blind items and Mm -hmm. lore around like (laughs) him dating Mm -hmm. men and like stuff like that I don't know why I'm like with Taylor I'm like I'm all in like on all of these theories like it's true and then I'm like with Harry maybe it's just because I don't know him and his like I'm just not as much of a fan of him as I am Taylor but (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it's really interesting I I can't wait to see like reviews of the evolution like stuff like that I oh yeah I don't know why I'm like so cynical I'm like has he been wearing nail polish this whole time just like so he could sell it down the line like what have I become as a person (laughs) yeah that's pretty that's pretty deep I love it for you though like literally I was like I hate this about myself because you're a swifty that believes that she might be queer because like if you are that person then you believe that uh the majority of her relationships have been fake yes yes (laughs) so like I think that that's a conspiracy level that for me I'm like oh yeah that tracks that you're also like question you're like Spe- questioning you're like, everything yeah you're like speculating like, hmm. yeah. Hmm. Yeah. oh my gosh I could talk about this literally forever <laughs> anything else you want to say about Harry's pleasing nail polish line um yeah the bottles look like butt plugs yes yes I'm so glad you brought it up because I wasn't going to but absolutely I saw someone point that out and I was like I will never not see this it's like uh, especially like the material that it's made out of it's like kind of like a marble like butt plug yeah yes like, it's gorgeous like, I'm like oh maybe I should get a marble butt plug that's yeah. probably really smooth feeling <laughs> literally I I it's like once you see it you cannot unsee it do you think it was intentional mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> all of it's intentional pleasing are you kidding me all of it's yeah. pearl all of it's pearl. I'm sorry. Oh what? my god! Yes. Oh, okay. Like all the names are pearl related. Yes. Um, and like the pearls and the cream or whatever. Yes. 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 And it's like, yeah, pearls are a fashion choice, but pearls are also a fucking semen choice. Yes. So. <laughs> oh my god! I love this. Okay, you are right down the rabbit hole with yeah. me, like because okay, what Jenna's referring to, if you haven't seen like a visual of the products, is like the under eye cream, I believe. It's like those like pearl micro bead type. Yeah. It's not micro beads, but like, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, fascinating. I didn't, I, I didn't get there, but I was at the butt plugs, like for sure. Like, yeah, you must always be thinking about gay sex, always, yeah. <laughs> as I am. Yes, mm-hmm. always. Oh my god. Yeah, I just can see a lot of like parents buying this for their kids for Christmas. <laughs> getting like a lot of kids getting them in their stockings and I just I love that <laughs> okay yeah mom my, my one direction guy is making the nail polish okay I'll buy it for you honey <laughs> gay agenda gay agenda <laughs> it's happening before your eyes your poor child is becoming oh gay god. right before your eyes oh my god I'm dying I'm Okay, well, we'll see the reviews. We'll see the colors. Yeah, one last thing that I want to yeah. say. The colors, like, are nice. Yeah, they're pretty. They're, they're yeah. this opalescent color. This, this, like, very matte black. Um, 
this pink and then like some just a clearness um one uh one of the videos i saw said that it's intended to be that way so that you can mix and match and like combine colors together um to oh, make cool. different colors yourself and i was like oh that's kind of cool yeah okay nice harry well mm-hmm. all the best as you wrap up your tour it looks like so much fun i'm kind of yeah. if somebody wants to send me 65 dollars to buy the kit i will do my nails and do a youtube <laughs> review 65 dollars. <laughs> that's steep yeah, yeah that's <sighs> steep but okay. that's okay <laughs> we're all suffering in this pandemic <laughs> <Yeah>. even harry <laughs> That's so funny. Do you want to share your This Week in Petty? <laughs> I love that this podcast does that. It's like a good little like personal thing because we've been like fucking yes. shitting on celebrities. A lot yes, yes, yes. Like, as if we aren't literally trash just like them. <laughs> yes, I mean, yes. Lord. That is literally the basis of this podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd say like my like petty thing that I'm like really pissed off. I'm like really like mad that like my heart is trying to make me fall in love again and I really fucking hate it because I am somebody who's very like anti like standard relationships and monogamy and the concept of love I famously have said that I don't think that love is a lie brought to us by Disney and Coca-Cola to make money and destroy <laughs> lives and I just like don't I'm not here for it even though I watch a show about people falling in love and I cry sometimes about it but I fucking <laughs> yes, you hate it but like lately I don't know if it's cuffing season or whatever but I'm just like my heart's just trying to get me to fall in love again and it's really annoying to me and I think she's being really petty I'm crying at the randomest things. I'm listening to Olivia Rodrigo and being like, oh my God. What and is Taylor this Swift. And Taylor Swift now. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on. And so I was talking to my therapist about it. And she, we're kind of new. I just started seeing her like a couple months ago. And I'm talking about my like thoughts and feelings and how I don't like love and don't want to do things. And I'm pissed about dating in this pandemic. And then she like was about to open her mouth and I said, listen. If you're going to ask me <laughs> what I want in a relationship, don't fucking bother. <laughs> I know your game. I know what therapists are doing. Don't ask me because I don't fucking know what I want in a relationship. And she started laughing at me, which I thought was an interesting response. <laughs> <laughs> a, ther- a therapy session where there's laughter. Like, what's that like? <laughs> like- <laughs> She was like, okay, well, yeah, I guess I was going to ask you what you're looking for. Um, Anyway, I don't know what I'm looking for, and I'm just mad about it. I love that you had the gall to even did you do the finger the hell? Yeah, I was like, hold on. I know what you're going to ask me, and I don't. (laughs) I'm obsessed with that. I'm a, I don't think I've ever really done that to anyone IRL, like, like, <laughs> let alone my therapist. Well, she was on Zoom, so I guess I probably felt a little safer. <laughs> yeah, nice, nice, nice. That's so funny. Oh, my goodness. So so she didn't ask you. Mm-hmm. You're going to see her again. Mm-hmm. I have to probably figure it out at some point. Yeah. <laughs> But I feel like it is like what is in the air. I feel mm-hmm. like everything I see on Instagram, it's it's Taylor Swift and Adele. Mm. It's like they mm. manifested 
this mm-hmm. into existence mm-hmm. sad girl autumn yeah oh <laughs> my god it's really there it's like god damn it it's hard enough to just like exist cold and it's yeah. hard to exist and i want to cuddle but i also don't want to cuddle and i don't want to fall for anybody i don't want to whatever but i'm also like but also <laughs> <laughs> your heart is like thawing out right in time for cuffing season season yeah the whole thing yeah. oh my god wild bullshit i hate it <laughs> but if you think i'm cute slide into my dms oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. people contain multitudes you said that <laughs> at the beginning of the episode and i have to reiterate it at the end i think that it's it's interesting that, like, that that's your perspective when you do cover a Bachelor show. Mm-hmm. But I guess it's like so much of it is manufactured that I totally get why you would also just like continue, like yeah. hold on to those beliefs. Like, yeah, like, oh. yeah, exactly. I'm like, uh, if anything, it's convincing me more that love isn't real. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, especially we didn't even cover this, but like Tasha and Zach rumors like rumors of a... Zach of a break oh, and stuff like that so it's just so sad we can announce it here like love is dead love <laughs> like, is dead yeah i really i really love was doesn't like, exist yeah when claire and dale broke up i was like well at least we still got it yes yeah <laughs> damn it yeah well i always think not to take us on another bachelor tangent mm. the franchise needs couples i feel like to keep up the facade that this is a real dating show Mm -hmm. so like do you think they ever scramble when they see all these like couples breaking up yeah a little bit I think I mean we really do and like there are ones kind of in recent history that are still together Uh, Rachel and Brian of course Jojo and Jordan yeah um Sean Lowe of course Golden Child Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. There's a couple other, and then there's a lot of people who've had like made new relationships because of the Bachelor Nation. Yeah, Caitlin yeah, and Jason, Jason yeah. um, and uh, Becca and um, fucking Thomas. Thomas, and so yeah, you know, I do think that they, but I also think at some point they've also been like that is part of the, <laughs> it's the part of people are still gonna watch. But it, I mean, I like when Katie and like broke up, I was just like, God damn it, like they didn't even fucking make it work, you know? Like I know, like you didn't even try. Oh, God, and so at least yeah. Zach and Tasha try you know (laughs) if if it is in fact true so mm, and mm. like also when relation when bachelor relationships run its course for like a year or two like even like um sean and caitlin i'm like that is real like i i count that as like a win because it's like Mm -hmm. you getting engaged after six weeks of filming or 12 weeks of filming or whatever like is basically you just starting to date so um like I think that those are legitimate. Yeah. But agreed. um yeah. so I, I do count Zach and Tisha as a as a win in their books, mm-hmm. but like tough mm-hmm. tough pill to swallow if that comes out like <laughs> like a real announcement from them. But we wish the best for everybody. Of course. Absolutely. Unless you're Chris Harrison. Kate, <laughs> where could the listeners find you, get more hot takes about love, bachelor? <laughs> Taylor Swift, yes. all the good stuff. I love that. Yes. Um, make sure you're following us on Date Card Pod at, on Instagram at Date Card Pod. Um, also, my personal account is pretty fun too. That is at, at Jenna with a smile, J E N N A with a smile. 
Um, I sometimes tweet and, oh, and Jenna with a smile on TikTok. I have some pretty fun TikToks there too. You'll get a lot of Twilight content there. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you'll get a lot of hot takes about life as a single queer lady in Portland who loves Twilight and The Bachelor and now Taylor Swift. God damn it. <laughs> Obsessed. Thank you so much for coming yeah, on the podcast. This you. was really fun. This is so much fun. <laughs> Good. <laughs> And if you're not following me, you can follow along with my adventures at RTPP podcast on all socials. I hope that you are safe and healthy out there. As always, I'm your host, Tori, and I'm ready to be petty. See you soon. Bye.